All right, happy Friday, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on this wonderful, beautiful Friday night. I'm so grateful that you've decided to tune in later uh, this week. Again, I, I am so sorry. My, my life has been so hectic, and as I sit down here, I'm going on a you know 13-hour day working-wise, and I uh, just got off the golf course with uh, my cousin and, and my grandmother, and I'm, I'm so grateful uh, that you guys waited for that. I hope it was worth it for you. And so that, that's where I've been. And honestly, it just Wednesday got away from me very, very quickly. And so thank you very much for uh, being willing to, to um, just be, be open to, to what I have to say here tonight. I'm really, greatly looking forward to it. And, and I'm glad I actually did hold off because you understand that um, right now we're kind of at a, a a crossroads, so to speak, in our culture, because we have people, you know, basically the job market has changed. We got people working from home at record rates. You have people opting out of the job market. You know, during the pandemic, we had a lot of people, you know, filing for unemployment and getting it. And there's a lot of benefits. There's been a lot of changes, you know, a lot of paradigm shifts. And I'm in manufacturing for my main job that's not being a pastor. And there, you know, the supply chain issues have been staggering. And being able to be you know, hands-on, be able to see that, you know, firsthand and, and to experience um, that has been very, very, um, I would say, rewarding in a perspective sense because it, it's been nothing but an education. And I'm very grateful to be receiving that, you know, firsthand from my boss, Mike Perry, who I've talked about, who's been on the show, who will be back on the show if I have anything to say about it here shortly. You know, it's just one of those things that, once you're put in that position, you might not be aware of certain things that have been going on. Well, this past week at church, I was talking about you know the church and business. How how do you be a Christian? How is one a Christian in the business sense? And and right now, at least amongst us young men, there seems to be this lack of purpose. We we look at where you know in this country, in the United States, in the West, we look at you know we have to work because work you know what do we get from work? We we work we get the byproducts of work, which is money, which we can use to buy food and clothes and uh, and pay our mortgages, pay our rent. So we have shelter, pay for transportation, which we need for the job that provides us all of those things, right? Well, you know, work, you know, if I ask you, why do you work? Well, it's because of those things. And, and yet, you know, we understand that in Matthew chapter six, we understand though that the God, you know, says, you know, I'm going to provide all those things. Look at the birds of the air. Look at what um, look at the lilies of the field. You know, Solomon wasn't dressed like them. And this is Matthew chapter 6, in case you want to reference that. That's chapter 6, 19 through 34, right? And yet, so God is saying, you know, if you search and you come search for me, you search for the work that satisfies, all these things will be given to you. So you don't have to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough tr- trouble of its own. So your Heavenly Father is going to take care of you. Now, it is stated, you know, in scripture that, you know, oftentimes misquoted from Second Thessalonians chapter three that that, you know, if a man is not uh if a man is not work, he is not going to um he's not going to reap the benefits of it. But if it's a man is unwilling to work, not that he cannot work. So the people who are disabled, those who who can't, those who are sick, they it's not an indictment against them, it's those who are unwilling or the people that are busy bodies, busy themselves with basically nothingness, trying to act like they're busy. And that and that particular letter is written, and, and Paul talks about how when he's taken in by these people on his journeys, that he's not a burden to them because they feed them, they 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 clothe him, they house him, 
he works because he's not taking advantage of their generosity. He's not just being a busybody looking like it. And I think all of us have, you know, we busy ourselves, even though it's not necessarily the most productive thing. I think a lot of us fall prey to that from time to time. And, and, and no one's unique in that regard. But if I were to ask you, why is it that you work? Well, again, all those things can come up because if you don't, all those things mentioned before, if you don't work, well, what happened? Well, I want to go over to Luke chapter 5 for a moment. I want to read verses 1 through 11 from the NASB. And I want us to look at it in this regard uh, for the for the moment. Starting at verse 1. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water, and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and all, or excuse me, he says, We worked hard all night and caught nothing, but yet I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners and the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear, from now on you will be catching men. When they had brought, brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. You got to love this. I mean, the humor, I mean, you got to think where Simon's at. And, you know, see, at this point, in, in which we understand, um, Simon recognizes Jesus' authority here. But we can see this when he addresses him as teacher. And, and so, like, he's putting a, a, a royal title to Jesus' name, a position of authority. He actually says in the NASB in verse 5, Master. So he has authority. But for the first time, you know, after, after catch, catching all night, I mean, you, everyone's had a bad day at the lake, you know, fishing. If you haven't fished before, you're not always going to catch every, anything. And to come back and, and just say, just, just go and do it again. It's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me, this guy? But you know what, Master? Fine, because you have said so, I'm going to do it. And for the first time, for the first time in Peter's life, he goes fishing without the goal of catching fish. Because he says in verse 5, and verse 6, or verse 5, excuse me. Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. He does so. He does the work all because Jesus tells him to. That simple. And, you know, right now there's, there's a lot of conversation about how much people should get paid. What are the benefits right now? And inflation and cost of goods. Um, interest rates, the power of, of the almighty dollar, the U.S. dollar, and purchasing power being so less, the average cost of a vehicle being more than the average salary, you know, the average cost of a home is ridiculous, student loans, like, so there's a lot of, like, futility amongst younger people saying, why would I want to work? Why would I want to do this if I'm never going to be out of this debt slavery? Why would I even try to work for the man? Why do I want to work hard for 25 years, die of a heart attack when I'm in my 50s or 60s, and then that's nothing, right? It's a crisis of purpose, of self-worth. And at my workplace, my, my boss, Mike Perry, and the team that he has assembled, we are trying to do something good. 
we're a small time shop trying to help out the other small time people. And we are trying to, with integrity and stewardship, build good product, but do better. Try to actually be better for our, our, you know, our representatives, our distributors, our partners, and maintain relationships with people, not be a robot, not be a bureaucracy, not be a conglomeration where you don't, you can't talk to the president or the head engineer or whatever. We're trying to build something and we're bringing on some younger people. And even though we, we can't pay the most on any company in the world, can't offer the absolute best of the best of the best benefits, but we offer purpose, a sense of self-worth, accomplishment, putting in a hard day's work, knowing that it's going for a good cause. And you can look back at the end of a day saying that was a good day of work. I, I'm glad that we contributed to society. And it's about a renewed sense of purpose. And, and all of that stems from wanting to do a good job, partaking in excellence, pursuing holiness in your personal life, then taking that holiness and spreading out that excellence, that stewardship into your business world, wherever you work, regardless of where you work, whether you work at home or in the office. It's understanding that we're not doing it for ourselves especially men out there and the women who, who work for their families. Like you understand you're not doing it necessarily for yourself. I mean, hopefully you're thinking of yourself last in a way because you're doing it for your spouse and your children. Or you're saving it up because you, you God's called you to, to do a specific thing for a certain time for a group of people, right? Like that's, that's what we're, we're after. And I'm just amazed sometimes when we, I can look at my work, how blessed I am to say that was awesome. That was a fantastic day of work. And I have a sense of purpose. We're trying to do something good. Pursue, pursue excellence every day. And I think if more people had that opportunity, can, can work with integrity, I think there'd be a renewed sense of purpose. Not, and this goes far beyond the American spirit, but I can only speak as an American here. But as a Christian, taking delight in what the Lord has called you to do and doing it not because you want all the byproducts, not chasing the byproducts, which won't satisfy you, which you can't take in your casket with you, but pursuing the master's call with the faith and understanding that he will take care of you. And all the things that you desire most, all the things that you wish would satisfy you that won't, he will give you the things that truly satisfy you. And then, and then some, this is not a prosperity preaching because it does not involve you giving me money and taking out the step of faith. This is about taking a step in faith and saying, God, I'm going to get up tomorrow without worry about what's going to happen in my day. I'm going to surrender that day to you, knowing that you've ordained it. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. And so tonight I give tonight to you. I give tomorrow to you. And I'm going to get up and go to work because you've commanded me to do so. Now, granted, maybe not all of us find ourselves in a place where we want to be. That could also be true. And maybe through some prayer, some fasting, scripture reading, he will lead us to that place that he wants us to be. Maybe it's not taking a job. Maybe there's that temptation or maybe it's taking a new one, but, but your own anxiety and fear has held you back and Satan doesn't want you there. Or you've been struggling to find contentment in your current job and you, you just want something more. Well, there's a greater purpose there. You just got to surrender, surrender that. Let it go. Choose peace. Find what God's purpose is for you and then do it with all your might. Now, I'm not going to write a self-help book. This is not a self-help podcast, but it takes time. It takes discipline. 
the Lord's will, it, it, that, that for your life and, and how it interacts with your needs, that, that can sometimes take a long time. It's an arduous journey because it takes a lot of discipline. But I promise you, you seek the Lord earnestly with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. He is going to answer you. And the fulfillment that you receive from life, regardless of your earthly circumstances, your state of joy and peace will surpass all of understanding. I promise you that. That does not mean that's going to come in the, in the reward of a financial blessing because that might not be what you need. God knows the desires of your heart. And if money were to solve all of those, then well, that'd be really simple, wouldn't it? That raise or that bonus would have solved all those things, but until it's not enough, right? Because those are not the things that will satisfy the desires of the soul. Get right with Jesus. Surrender that. I promise you, you will find true fulfillment. Thank you all. Connect with us on Facebook, your YouTube channel, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. May God bless you, and may God keep you.